My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. Hello everyone and welcome to In My Mug episode 426. Happy New Year! Uh, I know it's a little late, but um, the previous ones were recorded uh, before uh, the New Year. Um, as in recorded, so this is the, the first one of the new year. It's so good to be back in here. It's so good to be back at work. It's so good to be back enjoying amazing, amazing coffees. And this week's is a special one. We're starting the new year with a boom. Um, it is Brazil Fazenda Cachoeira. Uh, Fazenda Cachoeira da Grama. Um, it is grown uh, very near to the uh, town of uh, Poços de Caldos which is in the Minas Gerais area um, and grown by my uh, very, very uh, good friend and uh, I think the restraining order is still out on me against him, uh, Gabriel Carvalho Diaz. Um, the farm has been in the family for uh, about 111 years now, 112 years, um, and um, has changed over the years. Used to be a real juggernaut of coffee production. Um, much more diversity going on in the farm now. There's macadamia being grown on there. There's other crops uh, also being planted uh, as in cypress trees, um, which is uh, used for its wood, eucalyptus. Um, and this is because coffee has become uh, a much more volatile um, and difficult thing to do. Um, the filter coffee. I'm like, I mean, this is like one of the best coffees. Like, this is my first moment, and I'm going to tell you more about that a little later. But this is my first moment I really understood coffee, um, and it is just such a, a sweet, balanced, rounded, delicious milk chocolate hazelnut. It's like a whole nut bar. I mean, it is just delicious. It really, really is. Um, and I'm really looking forward to trying the espresso as well in a little while. But before we do that, we should go to this week's map bit. The map bit. Here we are. We're going across to South America, the huge continent of South America, and the huge, huge country of Brazil. So we are going down here to uh, Brazil. We can see uh, lots of detail, but Brazil is rubber made Brazil a wealthy nation during the 18th century um, and continues to be one of the up and coming nations within the world. One of the uh, the power, the power countries that are expected to become very big over the coming years. Now, when I say that Cachoeira is uh, Sao Paulo stroke passes to Carlos, you can see it's right on the border there. But here is the farm of Cachoeira. Um, you can see surrounded by coffee fields, surrounded by forest, um, lots of trees being um, farmed there. Um, this was when I took my wonderful, um, uh, what's it called, the, the, the quadcopter thing with the camera on, I can't remember. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, having a bit of a mental block. But you can see there, they're turning the naturals with a tractor because there's just so much coffee there to turn. Um, but we're going round here. You can see... Like, it's like a model farm. It really is. It's so, so well run, uh, so well organised. Um, the highest point of Brazil uh, is Pico de Neblina at 2.2995 metres above sea level. Lowest point, Atlantic Ocean. 
Um, this farm is smack bang in the middle at 1100 to 1250 meters above sea level. Um, you can see the state line there. So the state line is just in the background, that little purple line that's there. Fantastic map bit. I love it when that happens. An amazing map bit. I love it when it's so good like that. Uh, and an amazing farm, somewhere that uh, um, I very much enjoy uh, going to and um, and visiting the times that I have. Um, so Gabriel uh, has been a coffee producer. I think he's a fifth generation. Shooting from the hip there. Um but a fifth generation coffee producer, um, now lives in Canada. So he's actually managing the farm remotely, goes back to the farm, has really good farm managers and people working there. Um, but uh, moved to Canada so uh, his children could get uh, a, a stronger education. And um, he's working with a roasting facility there. So he's a roaster as well as farmer. Um, Gabriel has won numerous awards for his coffee production, was also uh, on the board of the BSCA, which is the Brazil Specialty Coffee Association, uh, one of the leading lights, really, of specialty coffee, um, does an absolutely amazing job. We should find out more about Brazilian coffee, so why don't we go to this week's Fact File? So here we are, the Fact File. Um, the fact file we're going to be looking at Brazil. Uh, Brazil is just so huge. It's such a such a big country. You can't, unless you've been and travelled it, you don't realise quite how big it is. Um, 8.5 million square kilometres of land. 8.5 million. Of course, as I've already said, the biggest coffee producer uh, in the world. Uh, total coffee production. Um I can't even say that number. It's so many, but 2.7 metric tons, million metric tons, sorry. Common varietals, Bourbon, typical, Tipica and Catura, uh, along with many, many others. Uh, coffee, grown very low and doesn't go so high. Um, it really does max out at around about 1,200 metres. Um, we have 10 farms that we work with um, in Brazil. I'm very proud to work with all of them. We have some great coffees. But this one is Fazenda Cachoeira, owned by Gabriel Cavalio Diaz. It's a Bourbon, grown at 1,250 metres above sea level. Um, near, in Minas Gerias Stroke, state of Sao Paulo, uh, nearest city, Posos de Caldos. That's the fact file. Okay, so we're back. I'm going to dive straight into the espresso before it gets any colder. And the great thing about this coffee is... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The thickness, the gloopiness. It has a really coating mouthfeel. Thick milk chocolate. Absolutely amazing. The first time I tasted this coffee was 2003, and I just started roasting um, commercially. So, as in not home roasting. Um, and I went to a cupping, and I tasted this coffee, and it just tasted exactly as it does today. Milk chocolate, kind of nutty, beautiful. I got all the descriptors and it really stood out as just a, a, a an amazing coffee for me. Um, a lot of that is because of the varietal. So the varietal is Bourbon. We know that Bourbon uh, tends to be kind of sweet, have a little bit more body. It's a yellow Bourbon. So that's the colour of the fruit is yellow, um, and which again tends to be a little bit more sweeter and a little bit more mouthfeel. But it's also a pulp natural, very typical for this area, for this region. You know, a pulp natural is uh, where you remove them, you remove the cherry but leave lots of the mucilage on, kind of like the honeying process, but more old school. 
and this just leads it to be this fantastic delicious coffee you know we have the natural um, we also have the decaf of this so we managed to get some of it off to the decaf plant um, fresh crop brand same as this crop that you drink in here so if you want to try a coffee side by side of what a decafing does to it it's a perfect example of that um, and it's a perfect example of a delicious Brazilian coffee really is one of my favorites um, let's ruin the new year by getting Roland to give us his daft fact of the week Brazil is the biggest producer of coffee in the world, producing over 33% of the coffee drunk. He ain't wrong. They are uh, the biggest producer um, and um, it's followed up second by Vietnam who produced mainly Robusta. Uh, there's a lot of Robusta produced in Brazil as well, but they're definitely the leading Arabica produ producer of great coffee. And when you have so much coffee in a country, there has to be lots of delicious coffee there. Right. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you over this coming year. We have some very exciting coffees to come. So please keep tuned in um, and do remember... Even in 2017, life is too short for bad coffee.